Welcome to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer, a show dedicated to creating change and emotional healing for executives, professionals and expats in the various stages of marriage breakdown and divorce. Discover insightful strategies to better manage your personal affairs and learn secrets to creating more happiness, love and success in your life today. Hi, this is Nicola Beer, and I'm so pleased you're, th- you're listening into this episode today because I'm going to be covering the five negative thought patterns that lead to divorce. So I'm inviting you to recognize whether you do any of these patterns. I'm inviting you to perhaps take notes or maybe listen to this more than once because this is so important that we, and we all can be guilty of being stuck in this trap. So... After the honeymoon period in a relationship is over and our partner raises complaints about us or does things that we don't agree with or is somehow absent, often we start to make or draw slightly negative conclusions about them or the relationship. Typically it starts off as a thought one day, but if their actions continue to match it, we can start to think that way about the relationship or them. Negative thinking doesn't only affect you, it can kill the connection, the communication and passion if the thoughts become patterns and these patterns become habitual, as in we're doing them again and again and again. In order for you to be happy in your marriage, you need to control the thoughts that you have about your spouse and the relationship before it's too late. It's so important that I actually dedicate a whole step on this in my 10-step program to saving your marriage at savemymarriageprogram.com. And it's also a key step in my one-to-one coaching, The Ultimate Marriage Connector, because it's critical that we change negative thought patterns because they can ruin our lives and they can ruin our, our marriages and our relationships. So let's go through them. Number one is generalizations and assuming the worst of your partner. When you make generalizations, they always or they never do this. What you're actually doing is you're judging, you're exaggerating, and you're focusing on the negative, which is likely to affect how warm, affectionate, and kind you are to them. If you say to yourself time and time again, they never make an effort, They always have to be right. They're lazy. They're taking me for granted. They never want to be physically intimate. They're moody. They're selfish. Then you're not alone, I will say. But you can see that if you can repeatedly think this about your and and say this to yourself about your partner, just imagine how that is going to affect how they treat you. You know, imagine... If, if, if you keep thinking they're selfish, you're not going to want to cuddle or kiss someone that you completely have told yourself about 10 times a day or 10 times a week. They're selfish. Does that make sense? So let me ask you a question. What do you think, you know, about your partner? And do you think the worst of them? If you think the worst of your partner, this also is going to damage the relationship. Because let's say even if you're right, let's say that you knew they were going to be late, that you knew they were going to drink too much, 
that you knew that they were going to miss the appointment. Let's say you knew that. Assuming the worst of them and jumping down their throat makes them think, well, you think badly of me anyway, I'm going to keep doing the worst, or it's not really going to motivate them to change. And I cover how to motivate your spouse to change. So stay tuned and subscribe to the podcast show because that's definitely coming up if you're thinking, this sounds great, I'd love to know other ways to make my spouse change. Um, But you can actually make your spouse change by thinking the best of them, by saying, I know that you wouldn't, you know, you, you, you must not have meant to have been late, to have missed the appointment, to have drunk so much. I know that you've got really strong standards. Must have just been a one-off. Or if you, you know, if you encourage them and if you appreciate them and if you think the best of them, then they've got to raise themselves to your standards. So this actually helps them to be and meet your needs. And that's going to be more positive than thinking and assuming the worst in your partner. So let's go on to number two, comparison to others. If only they were more like Susan's husband, or if only she looked after herself like Rachel, I wouldn't be like this. Comparisons are pointless. They're also degrading and they're unfair. If you're comparing your spouse to someone else, stop. Every one of us is unique, shaped by our own unique experiences and interpretations of the world. Instead of wasting your time wishing your spouse was more like someone else, share the traits you admire in others and positively motivate your spouse to change their behaviour. Instead of if only or when an if only thought comes up, switch your focus to something special you admire and love about your partner. If that's too difficult to do, then think about what you admire in say, for example, in the case studies that I just mentioned, Susan's husband, you know, why don't you then ask yourself, okay, what is it I admire about Susan's husband? The fact that he helps her with the grocery shopping when she gets home from shopping, or the fact that he always picks her up, or the fact that he, they spend time together on the weekends, whatever it is, and then positively suggest that to your partner, And just say, I'd love it if we did this. Share what you're desiring. So let's go on to number three. Fantasizing about being with someone else. I'm not talking about idly daydreaming about what it might be like to date Brad Pitt or Jennifer Anderson or any other celebrity that you're attracted to. What I'm referring to here is thinking about or longing to be with someone else. This will not only create distance between you and your partner, Over time, it can kill your connection and attraction, which will inevitably damage the marriage. When women and men share this with me in my marriage counselling private one-to-one sessions or couple therapy online programme, I ask them to explore what it is they feel is missing and they would like to change. Then we look at ways to make this a reality in their marriage. If this is resonating with you, Use it as a tool to strengthen your relationship. Start by giving whatever it is you wish to receive. So use your fantasies to learn more about what they're saying is missing and then give your partner what you think you would like and see how they respond. Or ask them, how are you viewing the relationship? Is there anything you need? And then they will 
99% of the time ask you back what you need and then there's your chance to positively explain what you would like not as a demand not as a do this but as a this is what I'm desiring this is what I would really like I'll cover that later in another episode actually about how to really motivate your spouse and and get what you want by using the desires not demands so number four is expecting them to know what you want I'm guilty of this myself sometimes in my relationships where I think, well, they should know. They should know this, they should know that. Well, this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see couples make time and time again. Expecting your spouse to be a mind reader, expecting them to know what you want, expecting them to know what you want them to do. It's not only unfair to expect them to know, It's also unrealistic and most of all thinking harms you and the marriage this way because it's frustrating, isn't it, for you to think this way because you're thinking, well, they should know and then it makes you a bit powerless and it doesn't really change anything. So instead, just start expressing yourself. Start sharing what you need and and do it in a really calm and affectionate way or a joking way. Use humour and... um, you know, help help each other make the relationship great. Another thing, and this is number five that you can do that, or you can think that can lead to divorce, is comparing to the beginning. Overanalyzing about how great things used to be and how they have changed, or asking yourself what's happened to us, is a sure way to make you feel down and hopeless about your marriage. Don't get me wrong, it is great to remember and share the good times. This can be marriage strengthening. What you want to do is avoid making it seem in your head like that was the last of it and as though the good times are over forever because good times can be created at any point in a marriage. I work with couples in their 50s, in their 60s, even in their 70s and they come after many years of a bad marriage and start changing things, and then start having the best time of their life. So all of this really is possible. In my marriage coaching, I asked couples to say, what exactly were their happiest times? And then we say, right, how can we create more happy moments in the present and the future? And we use the activities that they did, or the places that they went to, or ideas, we do like a brainstorming session and then they have a future plan of how to create more happy moments. So as you can see, these five negative thought patterns that lead to divorce are pretty powerful and they can affect how we feel and also what we're motivated to do because if we're not motivated and and we're not feeling good, then we're not going to take any action to be kind or considerate or loving towards our spouse, and we're just going to get more and more um, frustrated. (laughs) So the good thing is that our thoughts can be changed through awareness. So now you're aware, you can catch yourself, and you can stop yourself doing this, and thereby save your marriage.
Thank you so much for taking the time to, to listen to this because I really admired people who really want to change things in their marriage, that they don't just sit there and think, this is it. And the fact that you're listening to this show is a sign that you want something better. It's a sign that you're open to learning new, new skills, whether it's intimacy skills, connection skills, listening skills, make, you know, how to create and make love skills. You know, these are things that you... Uh, are, are tuned in for and I'm really grateful because if you can start applying these techniques you're going to have a stronger happier marriage and life I hope for you so that's it for today I do want to just mention that I have a free quiz on my website can my marriage be saved so if you're stuck and thinking our problem may not be able to be saved. In this free quiz, I cover 30 different marriage problems, actually 30 of the most common problems that I've come across in the years that I've been working in this field, and I provide a solution to them. So why not go to savemymarriageprogram.com and download your free quiz, Can My Marriage Be Saved?, and assess whether it can and get the help with any marriage problem that you are stuck with and if your marriage problem is not covered in those 30 please email me nicola at purepeacecoaching.com and i will get back to you how's that well from my heart to yours have a wonderful week ahead looking forward to connecting with you in another podcast thank you for listening to divorce talk with nicola beer if you have enjoyed the program please leave a rating and review on itunes so more people dealing with marriage breakdown and divorce get the support they need If you want more great free resources, such as secrets to a happier relationship, moving on fast after divorce, or tips on parenting through divorce, be sure to visit www.purepeacecoaching.com today.